Well, hello everyone and welcome to the season premiere of Aliens and Cyborgs Season 7 of Romance at a Glance. I'm your host, Bridget. With me as always is my co-host, Shawnee. Hi, Shawnee. Hi, Bridget. How are you? Bridget, I have to say I'm feeling a little anxious. My anxiety is rising because your house is empty. There's hardly yes. anything left in here, which yes. means it's a countdown to when you're leaving. Okay. And I am not okay with this, but I'm trying to be okay with this for now. It is so currently I- Monday and I'm leaving on Thursday. Yes, Very and lovely. she'll be lucky if not if I'm not camped outside of her house on Thursday <laughs> when she leaves. Actually, if you want to come in the morning to watch the children while I finish packing the car, I am down for that. That would be good. I'll, I'll also buy you breakfast. I'll bring, I'll bring Pocky I'll bring for the donuts, kids. Bring donuts for Kira and Molly. <laughs> <laughs> With us is also our producer, Jane. Hi, Jane. Hi guys, how are you? We're good. If you were living in California, you could be here with us, but you are not. So we are seeing no, you fondly via the computer. <laughs> I am pretty excited to be in Aliens and Cyborgs. As you guys know, Dark Romance was getting a little dark for me, and I was like, guys, I need to brighten it up. I need to come back to the happiness. And Aliens and Cyborgs, sci-fi romance in general, always makes me happy because yes. while there is, of course, angst, and of course there's like people being kidnapped by aliens and such, it's usually very like upbeat and funny and quirky and weird and very very erotic and yeah. so I was like ready for this season I think you know something about it being like aliens really allows you to suspend disbelief absolutely like all sorts of disbelief <laughs> they have alien technology to take care of the fact that oh he's so huge however we gave you this this cream and or like our spit is gonna do whatever gonna and help. so you're gonna be able to fit us okay great yes sold Sold. You've solved it all for me, and I'm happy to be here. <laughs> so I was very excited to get into this season, and uh, I had so much fun reading dark romance and like dipping into those. And we're for sure going to read more dark romance like over the years of the podcast. Um, but right now, I'm thrilled to be in sci-fi land with some blue, green, maybe some metal parts. You know, some things. We got some things going on this season. Hell yeah. I'm very excited about this. Before we dip into it, Chani, uh, why don't you shout out our new patrons? Yes. Well, first, I got a new shout out to Hannon. You know, I was really trying <laughs> when I was looking up your name. Yeah. Um, but she informed us via Instagram that it's Nan like Nanny, not non like non Non, yes. Hannon. Which is like, I'm very East Coast. My mom is from Boston, so mm-hmm. I hard ate everything like aunt. Mm-hmm. Um... I also, I say carriage instead of stroller. Which carriage were you in? <laughs> this is all those Victorian and Regency novels you're I, reading. Don't try to blame that on your mom. No. <laughs> you're reading novels at 14. A carriage. She strolled along the by with a carriage. No, it's an East Coast thing. Actually, wait, wait. Jane, Jane. What did you grow up saying? Stroller or carriage? Stroller. stroller. Come on. She didn't say carriage. They no, say carriage. carriage in the United States. Yes, they do. In Boston, they say carriage. They say baby carriage. They don't say stroller. I, I, I promise you. I am feeling very firmly that I want to argue with you because (laughs) I have never heard any of my aunts or uncles call it a baby carriage, but maybe Providence is different than Boston, even though they're 45 minutes apart. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to find evidence of this, Uh, but, but uh, yes, so we're very happy to have you. And we also have Mariah. Hey. Mariah, who's also a little friend of ours. Thank you for coming to help us in this transition time. We appreciate you. Yeah. And then we got the lovely Virgin. 
or Virginie, or perhaps Jenny, or if that's Jeff what you Jenny. like to be called, <laughs> because we went on Google and we searched how to pronounce your name, and it is Virgin with an E at the end, and all we could find was people trying to tell us how to pronounce Virgin with an IE, and we were like, well, that seems different. That seems different. And so we are trying our best, and also your email said Jenny, so we're maybe going to just call you Jenny. Jenny. Hey, Jenny. Hey, Jenny. Hey, Welcome to the fam, girl. <laughs> if you guys want to join the fun on Patreon, go to patreon.com forward slash romance at a glance and don't forget we are explicitly awesome which means that you do have to type it in and cannot search for us in other news we have had so much fun talking about shadow and bone with you guys please let us know if you want to keep doing mini series uh we had on such fun guests from youtube and booktube and and we had such a fun watch along. <laughs> yeah, we did. Such a fun watch along. Like, guys, it was a it was a great time. Jane was my co-host for the season and she did splendidly. Oh, yes. Thank you for reminding me. So we asked you guys on Instagram to vote on our name for all of you. And it was a resounding, resounding victory for Rag Hags. Yeah. <laughs> and so our sweet, sweet Rag Hags, welcome to the party. You Wag- have a new name. <laughs> Rag hacks after my own heart. Yes. I love rag hacks. I love it so much. I first of all love to rhyme all things. Yes. <laughs> and the fact that rag and hags rhyme, it's, a, it's meant to be. I feel like the universe is really, really, really made it. Is so thank you, Jane, for doing some brainstorming on the name. And thank you all for voting on Instagram. We are so, so happy to have you, and I think it's time to get this ship hopping. All right, Rag Hags, let's do it. Romance at a glance. Uh huh. Romance at a glance. What you say now? Romance at a glance. Go ahead, girl. Okay, we are going to be talking about Barbarians made by Ruby Dixon. Guys, this is book number seven of the Ice Planet Barbarians series. If you read any sci-fi romance, you know about Ruby Dixon. You know about the Ice Planet Barbarians. You know about these blue guys. She, I would say, is perhaps a titan of the sci-fi romance and certainly one of the most recognizable sci-fi romance, alien romance series. So we're very excited to dip into one of her books. I have so many things to say about this book. Before we get too far in, I do want to give you a quick trigger warning. This book does have rape, pedophilia, child abuse, um, all of it in the past and off off page, but it is mentioned numerous times throughout the book, and we will mention it during this podcast. So I just want to give a quick trigger warning if that's not for you. Uh, please go back and check out some other reviews and come join us next week. For those of you who are still staying, I am going to tell you, this was my least favorite of all the Ice Planet <laughs> Barbarian books that I have read so far, and I have read six. This is my sixth one, and it's my least favorite by far. And Shani, I, I want you to talk about the audio first, okay. and then I will tell you all about my feelings about how I did not like this book. Okay. I'm, I'm going to start off just really quickly by saying ditto. <laughs> and also, I think that actually the narrators, Holly Jackson, Mason Lloyd, they did a perfectly fine job. I think they, I didn't like his accent. Okay, I'm going to give you guys a real, I was going to save it until after Shawnee told me all about yeah. them, but I can't save it. I listened to this on audiobook, and I think maybe that's part of the reason that I did not like it well, so much. Well, you don't much. like audio. <laughs> well, it's true, usually. But also, like, I was like, oh, it should be fine, because, like, these books have so much, like, fucking, and they're so fun, and I was like, it should be fine. There's hardly any fucking in this book. And 
And he had this weird accent where he was like almost trying to be like Anita Montoyo. And I was like, what's happening? Are they now Hispanic? <laughs> Uh, Ice Planet Barbarians. Like, his accent was so weird. Josie. And I was like, oh, kill me. (laughs) I think I'm so used to it. Are you? Like, for me, he was other. That was it. Like, it's the same with with the British accent. Uh I just wish he didn't have an accent. I wish he, like, (laughs) just, like, had a more neutral. Like, it was so far towards that. It wasn't. I don't know. I don't know. For me, they, for me, they're right like, in the middle. Oh, like I, I didn't pay attention to okay. the audio, so okay. it was like real. Neutral Guys, this for could me. just be me what, listening to audio, well, and I don't know. Like but I did not like it. Also, like I can't believe you listened to the audio because <laughs> I was packing and doing things. Since I have to move, and so I was like, "This is great. I have the audio from the library. Shout out LA Public Libraries." And I was like, this is the perfect mix of like, I can listen. This book doesn't require, I knew for sure this book, I'd already read six of them. I knew for sure this book wasn't going to require a ton of like concentration for the plot. It's like the plots are all (laughs) very similar because I mean, it's a small ice planet. Like what's the plot? Like how different (laughs) it be? And anyways, yeah. So I was just like, we're, it's fine. I'll just listen to it. And about halfway through, I was like, Ooh, this might be a mistake. I shouldn't have listened to it. But also in general, I just think that they were the worst couple of all of the Ice Planet Barbarian books that I've read so far. Dear listeners, I wish you could see Bridget's face. She's very passionate. Very unhappy. Her eyebrows are somewhere very unhappy. Like at the top of her hairline right now. You know why I'm very unhappy, you guys? Because I was looking forward to this season. And you guys know I love aliens and yes. cyborgs. And I've already read like 15 other alien and cyborg books because I'm a crazy person. And so I was like, oh, I'll just like dip into one. And then I read like six in that series. And I was like, okay, I got to stop. Okay, I'll just dip into one because we were, you know, Jane gave us a list of books I was supposed to be checking out. And so then I started, of course, checking them out. And (laughs) then I read this and I was like, fuck this book. I just read so many other books that are better than this book. And I've also read many of her books and they're better than this book. And so I'm going to tell you about the plot. I'm going to read you a synopsis. You're going to tell the people about the synopsis. But I want you to know. That I am upset. <laughs> She's passionate, y'all. She's passionate. Jane, is this your first Ice Planet Barbarian, or have you read more? This is my first alien book ever. Oh, my oh, God. No. Oh, no. No, we got to give, her a, we gotta give her a new one, Bridget. We got to give her a new one. now I'm scared. All of our dear listeners, maybe they don't listen to these books or read these well, books, and now they're going to be like, Bridget, this book sounds terrible. I'm not going to read any alien books. It's a good thing we have four other episodes, because then those are going to be good. Yes. Okay, synopsis, and then I, I have <laughs> okay. something to say. Okay. <clears throat> Okay, so this is book number, what did I say, seven. Okay, so I'll give you a quick gist if you don't know about the Resonance thing. So Resonance is when they get to this planet, you have to get this little, like, uh, parasite, essentially, put into your chest called a Kui, and it keeps you alive. It helps you stay warm. It helps you, like, heal. It does all these great things. The other thing it does is it resonates with another person um, so far always of the opposite gender. And the whole purpose of the Kui is that you two are like of a breeding compatible and it basically will keep thrumming and bugging you until you two like fuck a baby into the girl basically is like the general resonance thing. I think it's great. I think it's a great plot device. I think it's super sexy in some of the other books. Um, it of course like makes them both really aroused around each other and stuff. All good things. In this book, we have our main character, And she is the last of the original human women to resonate with anyone. And the reason is because she had an IUD and the Kui only can uh, resonate with someone when you're able to get pregnant. And so some of the other women had this too, for a variety of reasons. One had like a shot that wore off. One had like the variety of reasons why. 
it took them longer to resonate. So anyway, so she eventually, her IUD falls off and then she resonates with Hayden and Hayden is like the, he's like the grumpy one and kind of like sullen. And she's like, I want to resonate with anyone. I want a baby. I want a family. And I'm going to resonate with anyone, but not him. And I was like, <laughs> look, you greedy bitch. There's only like, there's only, you want all this resonating. And then she's like, anyways, that's, I'm sorry. That's, that's a further review point, not a plot point. So Anyway, she ends up resonating with him and she's not happy about it. And so rather than accept this, because she's already seen it happen eight other times with her friends and they're all fucking blissfully happy. She's like stores herself in like a storehouse and he's just like hunting to try to give her time. And they're both like wasting away because the Kui are mad that they're not consummating. And then she comes up with this brilliant plan that they're going to cut their Kui out, which have like integrated into their life system and they could die. And then she's going to cut the cooies out of them and get them new cooies, which they have to slay. They have to get a whole bunch of hunters to help them slay this enormous beast to get the cooies out of its heart. Uh, but that's fine. She's going to have them do that, too, so that she can resonate with someone else. And I was like, oh, this this is not going to be a book for me. <laughs> anyway, so that's where we are, you guys. That's in the, the book. In, in the audio, like, they call it a cootie. She calls it, she called the, the humans in all the books call it cooties. Call it cooties. Oh, sometimes because okay, okay. they okay. don't know what they're saying. And so they're like, it's a cootie. cootie. And then they do it as like a joke. I in thought a lot it was, of the books. I thought it was really funny actually. I did too. Um, okay. So like I said, I enjoy Ruby Dixon's writing. I enjoy the other books. Well, this okay. one let, did not work for me. Let me just say one thing before Please we, before we get into Please this. So it. when I read these like Ice Planet Barbarian alien-esque books, mm-hmm. There's only so many I can read before every book repetitive. becomes a DNF repetitive, mm-hmm. right? So I go through like these stages. I can only read about three of them before I have to stop and refresh. In one series. In one series. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. Before I have to go read something else. And then I for sure. and then I'm starting to feel aliens again and I come back for and sure. then I'll read three more. If I read six of these back to back, I will hate them. For sure. Because it is exactly the same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. But that's the that's the good thing. When I want to go get, you know, barbecue potato chip, I reach for the barbecue potato chip. You know what exactly. I'm saying? Um so that I feel that about her, the, this style of book. If they're three to four hours, mm-hmm. it's it's you know, mm-hmm. it's a little fix. Um but for this book particularly, I'm it's I'm, three to four hours because Shawnee listens at triple time, you guys. It I took do. me five and <laughs> change. I do. I, I, I was like three to four hours. I was like, this book. I listened at one point two. I listened at two point five. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. you're my friend and I talk so fast. <laughs> <laughs> but like, so this book, I totally agree with you a hundred percent. Like it was not good. Like the book was just not good. So what usually takes me three books to get tired of, this book right. hit me like chapter three. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, oh, mm-hmm. oof. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Woof. Woof. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is going to be a doozy. Here's why I was mad too, because um, the cover was very sensual. Yeah. You see the blue alien abs. She's kneeling with like a hungry look. Like she might be about to lick that She's about to lick that blue and man group. Yes, she is. <laughs> and then they don't fuck for an eternity. <laughs> an eternity. An eternity in a five hour book. Like I mean, an unacceptably long amount of time. Yes. Because here's the thing about the Ice Planet Barbarians. All the other books, there's so much more fucking. Yeah. And 
because they all have the kui and the kui are making it happen. So yeah. like Shawnee said earlier, it's like we can accept all kinds of things because this is alien romance. And so the fact that they jump into bed right away, you're like, well, of course they do because their bodies, their literal little parasites are yearning and forcing, <laughs> they're like throwing their clit into overdrive and they're like, well, I got to satisfy it some way. And he seems like a snack. Great. Great. And this book, she was like, I'm going to resist. Man, I was like, you're a dumb bitch. You're a dumb <laughs> bitch. This seven foot tall blue man wants to fuck the life out of you and your cooey wants it too. You need to get with the goddamn program. How dare you? How dare you? How dare you, ma'am? First of all, there was there was a review that said the best part of this book is when she got eaten by a, a bird. <laughs> oh, yeah, she did. And I, and I agree. <laughs> and I agree. I forgot you got eaten by the bird. Oh, my God, I forgot you got Okay, so they're out together because she's, of course, made them leave the safety of their cave to go to this other thing to get the cooey out. And then when she can't get the cooey out, she runs away again like a little bitch. (laughs) Guys, I'm going to say she's a little bitch so many times in this, and I do not apologize. And she runs away, and then he, like the stalwart gentleman that he is, follows after her to take care of her from afar. (laughs) She not only gets kidnapped by – is she the one who gets kidnapped by Metlax? Yeah, I think so. She, Jane, did that happen? No, that's okay. the next book. So she, they're like, go near the ocean because she's going to go to Harlow's cave that her and Ruck lived in in book number two-ish, I want to say, four. Book number four. And I don't know how you can di- differentiate <coughs> the books. I'm not going to lie to you. Like well, I looked them up, Shani, and oh, took okay. notes, obviously. <laughs> I'm like, oh, these all blend One of the books, together. I was like, I don't remember what happens. And I was like, oh, yeah, I remember. Um, <laughs> these all blend together as one. So she's like going to go to Harlow's cave. Of course, she's like nowhere near it because she doesn't know where the fuck she is because she's on ice planet. She doesn't know anything. And a giant predator birds that are like the size of a car have come out of the mountains because or the possibly an island on the lake because it's so cold that there's like less game and she's small. And so they probably won't attack a hunter because they're big and scary, but she's so small. They might think she's small prey. And one does think she's small prey and (laughs) eats her whole. And luckily she has a little knife and she stabs it and makes it fall. And then he kills it. And he was like about to kill himself to follow her to the next life. And then he realizes the bird fell down and then he kills the bird and cuts her out. Did you imagine a pterodactyl? I did. I did. Me too. I did. It's like, this is clearly a pterodactyl. Clearly a pterodactyl. <laughs> what else could it be? doesn't make sense it would survive on a nice planet. Yeah. It's fine. It's a book. Also, like, there's nothing, I, I don't know, I, being eaten whole, there's nothing about that in a story that makes me go like, hmm. <laughs> like, no. They, he, she would describe yeah. like the squelch of her being like sliding out from the hole that he cut out and it's like. <laughs> just Ew, like, <laughs> Stop it. You're I welcome. Hate, <laughs> I fucking hate mouth noises, man. <laughs> and anyways, and then after that, she realizes, oh, he actually is a good guy. Oh, he actually was following me this whole time and taking care of me from afar. Oh, he killed the bird for me. Oh, he actually loves. Dumb as rocks. <laughs> when she said, rocks. when she was like, I love you, I was like, no, you don't. No, you don't. You don't love no, you him. Don't. Why? Also, did you get mad that later in the book she starts being like he says like he's clearly like has a heart on the whole time because yeah. that's what happens when they have their little cooey singing, and she's like he's like trying to be respectful because he knows that she doesn't like him and she's like oh he's trying to be mo- like he's just trying to be respectful like I can help you with that and I was like what are you talking about of course he doesn't <laughs> think you want to help him with that you've been nothing but horrible you tried to get him to cut his cooey out which is part of him you crazy crazy lady. 
And then you ran away like a little hoe. And then he had to kill a predator bird <laughs> for you and squelch you out. And he's been literally nothing but patient and nice about this whole thing. And I would have been like, you are so dumb. We cannot fight this. We are on an alien planet. You are not a human being on Earth anymore. Let me tell you. You are on an ice planet and there's nothing we can do. Listen, Bridget. Except your fate. Let me tell you right now. If I so when I read these books, I like to put myself in the position yes. of of the heroine. So sure. So when they do things that don't make sense, it's I always think I would never do that mm-hmm. in that situation. If I was on an ice planet and I crashed, sure. Right? There's pterodactyl birds and some <laughs> bullshit that I don't know what the <laughs> fuck it is. <laughs> yes. Okay. Everything is dangerous. Everything's dangerous. There's a ginormous. <laughs> I'm freezing to death. <laughs> yes. There's yeah. a ginormous blue man who can fight things, bring me food and the other things. Let me tell you what I'm gonna do. Okay. Let me tell you. I'm, he I'm says I'm gonna fake it like I love him. If my cooey ain't singing, yeah, I'm gonna fake it like I love him. Absolutely. Until that cooey starts singing. Because but what's the cool, here's the thing, Johnny. So let's say you, let's say you're part, singing. and you've already seen six of your friends have happy lives, and they all have little babies and shit now. Like that's the other thing that bugs me. So like, had she been one of the earliest books, like book one or two, yeah, I don't think it would have bugged me as much because first of all, at this point she's been on the planet for over a year, yeah, almost two, and so I'm like, like. You know what life is. Like, you know what this is. You have to have a mate to survive. You cannot ignore resonance. They've told you that you will both waste away and die. Like, you know, it's a fact. Like, it's not like they were promising. It's not like if you removed the cooey thing from this and just said like, oh, you've been promised to so-and-so because you have to breed. Then I could see her being like, nah, bitch, like you can't force me. I'm going to choose my own dude from this blue group of dudes. But like, she doesn't get to choose. That's the whole point of the cooey. And so if she was book number one or two, I would have been like, okay, fine. Like, they don't know that it's safe. They don't know that the guy is going to, like, respect them and take care of them and love them and blah, blah, blah. Um, They don't know. Like, okay, fine. It's been a month. They've been on this planet. They're in shock. Yada, yada. But, like, she's been there forever. And the whole beginning of the book, she's talking about how she wants to have a a husband and babies and lots of babies and give them a home. And I'm like, you have to have sex with him to do that. That's the whole point of the Kui is he's the only one who can knock you it's up. It's slim pickings. It's slim pickings. First pickings. of all, there's not very many of them. There's no. only like 10 left. Yeah. And also, you have to. You know, so like it doesn't make any sense to me that she doesn't, like if I'm putting myself in her shoes, yeah. she comes from, like we said, you know, trigger warnings, like she comes from a background where she was in the foster system and she was abused and raped by like, a couple of her foster dads as well as just like in her life has had some bad sexual okay. experiences. I don't like when they always say that all foster kids are abused. It's like, I don't think it's healthy for people who are actually in foster care, but what were you going to say? Cause she's trying to like I, shaking I her say, hands around. This is so, that was such a useless thing for her background. I felt like for her to be abused and all like, it was so heavy. It was very it was heavy. such a heavy thing for a four hour, get your fix book to have in it. And then the whole backstory of her foster care. And the, I was like, why more, did this even have to be in the book? It I was, think it was that they, I, th- I mean, like, I think it was like, I think they could have done it without any abuse. Just saying like she was jumped from foster care to foster care home. So she never had a solid family and a solid yeah. home. And she wanted, she didn't want to raise her kids in that. that I think that, that, that would have been, been plenty. That would have been plenty. But like they did, I think it was way too much. And also like it didn't come out later in like the, oh, I'm scared to have sex with him. Because like for me at least, the like, 
the next step would be like, oh, she's been abused. She's afraid to have a mate because she's afraid of intimacy or something like that. Or like, she's fearful that he's so big, it's going to hurt. And then he's not going to blah, blah, blah. Like that to me, I think would make sense. But like her trepidation about him was not physical. It was, I, he doesn't like me and I don't want to have babies where the husband doesn't like me and is like, hates me. Yeah. But I'm like, he clearly doesn't hate you. Like, he's just like taking care of you and being real nice Don't to you. Don't you see his rock hard cooey baby? Yeah, <laughs> right? <laughs> Don't you see his rock hard penis with his little spur? And then, um, yeah, so I just like, I, I just feel like she, at least for me, like having read the other ones, Jane, I'm going to ask you in one second because you haven't read any of them. And I know Shawnee's read the other ones too, but it felt like her character, like so, a couple of the other characters were a little whiny for me in some of the other books, but not too bad. But this one, I was just like, oof. Well, like, and, and like, okay, she wants to get him taken out and he's like willing to do it, which I think was like so sad. Like the saddest scene. Well, their scene where he, where <sighs> they when they first resonate and he's like, okay, well, we're going to do this. Yeah. And she's like, nah. And yeah. then they switch perspectives to him. Yeah. And I thought it was the saddest thing yeah. where he's like, oh, well, she doesn't want this. Well, yeah. okay, well, oh, okay, my. I'll, I'll just wait for her and <laughs> respect like, her. I was, I was like, like, this is. Okay, Jane, I hear what Jane, has Jane to say. you haven't you haven't read these yet, so tell us what you think. Um, so no shade to anyone who enjoys this. <laughs> Definitely no shade. Uh, for me though, personally, this is like this whole idea is like my worst nightmare ever in the world. Like I would I would like the evil aliens to take me back and to do whatever they want to do in space because this is all I would rather die than be put into this situation. <laughs> this is terrifying to me. This is like reading a Twilight Zone episode. This what that's what this was like for me. Yeah, I mean, they honestly it is like so like in the earlier books like you know, you go from like a technologically advanced society and then you go back to like, they have to make all their own clothes and they have to like hunt everything. And Jane's taking the deepest breath right now. You guys, <laughs> that's like so, so upset. So I totally get what you're saying, Jane. Um, did you find her as annoying as I did? Or maybe it was because I have read all the other So books. the nightmare part for me, yes, like I'd rather, I'd be, I'd like to be able to go to Acme and get a face mask, but also the idea of being kidnapped trapped on this barbarian planet where there's only caves and then your only choice is to mate and have babies and hunt and that's that is your mm -hmm. whole life that's that it. is all that's, that's, that's horrible i am getting shivers they have and no, chills they have no hope <laughs> terrifying. they have no hope ever to get off so the planet so her whining like i get her whining was kind of stupid for the reason she was whining but i was feeling the negativity as well so um when she escaped <laughs> jane was like yeah you're right this is bullshit yeah so when she escaped i was kind of excited for her uh and there's nowhere to go yeah, jane i know she can't get off the okay. planet there's all right. nowhere to go well i yeah. so i actually i so so i actually thought about about this because um, I'm with you in the fact that like she for me she was super whiny and I was just like okay get it together but I did like that she ran away because I do hate it sometimes when they give in too easy so sometimes there's like a balance of she like, didn't give in too easy she made that man promise to cut his <laughs> own they took I a multi-day trek but Harlo and Brooke were like, I don't think this is a good idea. There have been other books where they like, where sh they're adamant about it being a no, and then oh, very yeah, quickly yeah, yeah, it yeah, becomes yeah, a yes. Sure. The cooey so, starts singing, and they're like, you know what? I want this yes. orgasm more than I want to stand my ground. I didn't need her to make the trek so far. Right. Like, I, that trek could have been much shorter. He could have, like, caught up to her sooner, maybe started wooing her a little earlier, mm -hmm. maybe started a little kind of lingus, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But, like, 
I, <laughs> so I wasn't wholly mad at that. I did think that like, I was like, come on home girl. We know what this book is about. Let's get, yeah. let's get to the, to the meat and potatoes. But to, yeah. to Jane's point, outside of the fantasy of this, of this book, Oh, it's right. horrifying. It's horrifying. Absolutely. Which is horrifying. <laughs> I don't want my decisions taken away from me. <laughs> I mean, that's why the Kui is like introduced into this because it, it makes it like, quote unquote, okay yeah. that you're like okay with it because you're like, uh, it's no longer me saying, oh, yeah. I'm not going to give into this barbarian. It's like, this is just like a, like, I can't, I can't. Cause like you yeah. see in this book, they're like wasting away when they. Yeah. I think the the thing about it. So, is, like making the best of a bad situation basically. Yeah. And also like, like these books to me are kind of like kink, right? Where you'll see like this, uh, they, they'll have an example of like a guy who's like a super powerhouse CEO and he likes to like dress up like, like a maid and get somebody stomping on his chest or yeah. whatever. So like, you know, that, that juxtaposition. So it's like. You and I, Bridget, in real life, are like fucking bulls. For sure. <laughs> like, nah, bitch. Nah, nah bitch. It ain't happening. Nah, happening, bitch. bitch. <laughs> and so, like, books like this are like the thing that allows you to let go of For sure. that For sure. thing, you know? Yeah, I'm like, well, I got a cooey, so we I better get to fucking in this kid. <laughs> oh, what? I can't get an STD, babe. I don't want to have any more children, but you know if saying? that's all there is to do on this ice planet. You know, I'm about to be a hoe on an ice planet. Exactly. <laughs> and the birth, the like, the pregnancies are longer. And I was like, oh, stop. Oh, gross. Gross. Ten months was long enough. Ten Not months. Is, 14. Oh, ten months is so fucking long. It's a really long time. It's a really long. When you think about it, it's a really long time. You're pregnant for a really long time. Almost a fucking year. And then you, if you choose to breastfeed, you breastfeed for a really long time. <laughs> It's just a lot of time. That's a lot of time to not have like ownership of your body. Yeah. Like yeah. autonomy that, over the old body. Yeah. That's literally what Honestly, I feel like that is part of the reason that I masturbate so much and did during pregnancy and stuff. Cause I was like, this is me time. <laughs> I was like, y'all got a lot of my time, a lot of touching mommy and like, I need you. To blah, blah. But every day I get to have my 30 minutes of Bridget time. 30 minutes of him. 30 minutes. Five to 30 minutes, Five. depending on how much time I have of Bridget time. That's the thing that I, so there's a couple things when I think about having kids. You know me. I'm like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not having ownership of my body it's a lot. is a lot. And after <laughs> I've gone through a bunch of like medical trauma stuff in the last couple of years, like the idea of like having not only something else growing in there that I can't control what the fuck's happening. But then I have to go to the hospital or mm-hmm. might have to do something like that to get. You have to, even if everything's healthy, I went to the doctor. It's like fucking every, at least once a month yeah. in the beginning, six months. And then it's like twice a month. And then it's like every week towards the end. Like you're there all that's, the time. That's too much invasion. A lot of tests. From, for me. Like that. But I, you would probably do like a midwife stitch, which would oh, be different. I, absolutely. I would do a midwife stitch, but, but I would still have to be at the hospital yeah, yeah, yeah. because I've had an sure. abdominal surgery. Oh yeah, so you they would, won't. For sure. They won't allow me to do like at a midwife at a for birthing sure. center. For sure. So like the idea of going to a hospital is so triggering for me yeah. that I literally just I'm like nah. Maybe you'd be one of those people who just like accidentally had your baby in the bathtub at home because you didn't go. I mean, Bridget, low key, that's me. My fear is. Call Bridget and be like, Bridget, I need you to come over and catch this baby. My fear is that. I'd do it for you, Shawnee. That I would. I'd sterilize my hands up to the elbow and I would catch that baby for you. I know you would. I would. I would be great at it. Because you have to like pay a special doctor to come do a thing. And I know that I have so much like. 
fear over going to a hospital or to just a doctor, right? Yeah. That like, like I'm in therapy and she's help, trying to help me get back to seeing a doctor, right? Mm-hmm. And like, I know I would be there at nine months and just be like, you know what? You know, 10 months, like, I'll just, you know, I'm just gonna stay here. I'm gonna stay home in my bed, yeah. you know, let's see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> let's see what happens. I just rewatched Handmaid's Tale and she had her baby in front of a fireplace and it was just fine. <laughs> I just need a tea, tree branch to hold on to, Absolutely. you know, a couple squats, Absolutely. somebody with a with a oven mitt to catch, Absolutely. you know. <laughs> yes. A little blanket to wipe off all the grossness from you know the baby. What I'm saying? <laughs> the one thing I asked for in my birth plan, Johnny. What? Was that I did not want to hold the baby until it had been wiped off a little bit. Not a lot, not a bath, but like just a little bit. Just a little bit. She popped that thing on my chest and I was like, you bitch. <laughs> Look at all this nastiness you got all over me. I got to take a sponge bath. <laughs> Yo, my cousin was just describing like her cesarean and like, you know, you're awake when they do a cesarean. Yeah, I had one. Yeah, you have one. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, absolutely not. If I you have don't see that, anything, there's a little curtain. It's actually nothing it wrong with it. It doesn't matter. You can feel the tugging though, which is Does, a little weird. No, nope, that's weird. weird. Can't do it. It's Not doing it. I've it's s- actually kind of reminds me of the alienness of this book, where it's like <laughs> things are happening while they're asleep in some of the other books, Jane. Because like they, these aren't the aliens that kidnap them. Other aliens kidnap them, and they like one of them has they like they're like all un- unconscious, but like she was pregnant, and they give her an abortion while she's unconscious because they want them all to be you know sold as like sex slaves and stuff. Jane looks horrified, and um. <laughs> It is horrifying. It should be. The whole point of it is that it's horrifying. Um, but like we're, we're corrupting. But yeah, the, the C-section thing, I actually didn't mind it because, uh, first of all, my husband was sitting there holding my hand. So we were like, I was like, look around the curtain. What's happening over there? And they don't really want the dads to look because a lot of dads are passing out. <laughs> so they don't really want the dads like, but then they Simba'd the baby over the curtain so I can see it before they like, <laughs> they're like Simba. And I was like, baby. I, see, I am team. I am team. Knock my ass out, and I'll meet that baby on the other side. <laughs> see, I didn't mind because you can't see anything. So, like, Sim put uh, the baby up, and then they took her to the corner, and Leo got to go cut the umbilical cord, and yeah. then come back, and then they brought the baby back. So they were like stitching me up, and they brought the baby back and put it on my chest, and she started eating. And um, I'm like, you're fucking, you're on a lot of drugs at that point, so it's not like you're like super coherent. Oh, my cousin was just describing how coherent she was. And I was, I was like, you, you know, know what? what? I, was, I was during the C-section, <laughs> but then the after the C-section's over, yeah. that's when they really flood, because the baby's out, so then they flood you with, like, narcotics. Yeah. Because beforehand, it's just the spinal, but after the baby's out, that's when they really start pumping that morphine and good stuff in there. So then you're, like, <laughs> woozy as hell. You're like, where am I? Um, thankfully, I have never had an addiction to opiates, because I've had a lot of different ones, and I never get high, and everyone always does, and I, I'm, like, not jealous, because I don't want to get an addiction, but also I'm jealous because I'm like not a super addictive person yeah. in that way. Obviously with books, you guys know that I am, but like <laughs> and Coca-Cola in, in Coca-Cola, <laughs> I do love Coke. Um, but yeah, I never got high from all the, nor- I've had so many different flavors and nothing. You know what flavor? Just dim- I- dims the pain a little bit. Not even all the way. Just dims it. Do you know what flavor I really wanted to be tasted way more in this book that the cover promised me? And I really the, felt the D the D. Did she even give him a blowjob? I don't remember a blowjob. Jane? And I don't know if I... Oh, Jane's shaking her yes. Okay. Maybe there was one. Maybe it was a quick one, but I was expecting her to be... All up in it. All up in it. Yeah. Like, and I felt like the sex was lackluster in this book. Hardly there and hardly good at at all. Yes. And Jane's nodding her head because she knows it was a whack-ass sex. Yeah, see what yeah, the hell, man. That hell. picture promised me a Promise, great. I know. I thought, how many like, licks does it so take to get you guys, to the we chose, of this? We blue chose man. this one because me and Johnny hadn't read it, and we had read a bunch of the earlier ones. So we're like, well, let's choose one we haven't read yet. Why yeah. not? 
And it was a mistake. I think we yeah. should have just chosen an old favorite. Yep. Um, I am going to tell you guys my favorites in order. And I'm going to tell you why I think they're better than this book. Are you do, ready? Do it. Okay. Book number four, Barbarian Mine. Harlow and Rook. He steals her and is like savage and doesn't speak basically at all. And she's a little scared at first, but only for a little bit. And then she like falls in love with him and teaches him how to speak. And they have this like really pure, beautiful, like they fuck a lot, which I like, but like also this really pure, beautiful story. And like she teaches him to speak. He takes care of her. They live in this little like seaside, like escape. And then he brings her back. He's afraid of the, the, the rest of the tribe. Cause he didn't grow up with them. He grew up like in the wild and he brings her back, even though he thinks they're going to steal her from him because she is pregnant and he's worried and she looks sick. And so he like carries her basically all the way across this ice planet to save her. And they do steal her away. But then she's like, no, you can't take him. He's mine. And it's lovely. Aww. Lovely. That was good. My second favorite one, book number three, Barbarian Lover with Ahako and Kira. I don't know how to say his name. I think it's Ahako. So she's the one who has the translator implant in her ear. And she hears that the bad aliens are coming back and she gets scared. And he's like kind of like the jokey flirty one. And he knows that she's his. Uh, but she is like worried that he's like not going to like her because she's more serious and quiet and like not as pretty as the other girls in her mind. And also she has this translator and she knows the bad aliens are coming back. She doesn't know what to do. And he is like, you know, I may not be serious with everyone, but I'm serious about you. And then he also trusts her to take care of business, which, you know, I like. Oh, yeah. Then book number two, Raush and Liz. And Liz is just a badass bitch. And Raush likes that she's a badass and let, teaches her to hunt all the creatures. And they go hunting together and they like spend weeks and weeks not in the tribe because he likes to stay out and hunt. So They go out together and they hunt all the time. Having shit in common. And they what an fuck a lot, which I appreciate. <laughs> and then the book one, Ice Planet Barbarian, Georgie and Vectal. So this is how a barbarian alien book in my opinion should start he sees her they resonate he takes her to a cave and immediately the cunnilingus begins <laughs> and she's like what now is happening and she's like you know what we'll go with it <laughs> i love how they call it a third nipple like he's like yeah. oh that third nipple they talked yeah. about her clit. <laughs> yeah the one thing that you didn't get in this book which is pretty fun is like the they don't kiss ever the ice planet barbarians so the women have to like teach them to kiss which is fun they call the clit a third nipple, which is very funny. And they're like, this very sensitive third nipple. <laughs> the the penises have like a little spur above it. So when they're like having sex, it like is like tagging the clit every time. Or from behind the bootay. Yo, that would I be know. so Dude, good. it would be so nice. It would be so nice. And anyways, those are my favorite ones. I did not read book five or six. Um. This one is like six or seven. This is seven. And seven. I read, I was listening to part of eight because I was like, maybe I just forgot and I just didn't like any of these. But yeah. then I was like, no, eight is better than seven. Oh, it's yeah. still not, it's, I still don't like it as much. I'm only a couple, maybe halfway through. I still don't like it as much as I like some of the earlier books, but it's definitely better than this one. Yeah, no, this one was a miss. Look, Ruby Dixon, you can't, you can't, you can't win them all. You can't win them all. You know what I'm saying? I do still recommend that you guys read four, three, two. And one. In that order. In that order. <laughs> no, you should read them actually from one to th four because uh, book one sets obviously everything up. And it's like when they crash. So you get the like them crashing and meeting the blue people for the first time. And Georgie 
like basically like deciding like I'm going to trust him because these other aliens were fucking terrifying and horrible and doing bad things. And he's trying to take care of me. And so I'm going to go with that. (laughs) In a life or death situation, I'm going with the tall, hot blue man who likes to lick my pussy. I mean, you know, that's just me. That's just me. It's got to be what's got to be. got to be what's got to (laughs) be. All right, let's take a quick break and let's come back with our ratings. Dear Romance Besties, if you want to support the show, head over to patreon.com forward slash romance at a glance to check out our awesome perks, including stickers, watching movies with us, naughty book boxes, and you can even be on the show. Can't be a patron? You can still support the show by purchasing books or things we recommend through our affiliate links on our show notes and our dope ass website. Thanks for the commission. Or you can leave a review for the show on Apple Podcasts. Screenshot your review, send it to us on Instagram, and we'll send you some stickers. Now, Bridge, let's get back to the ratings. Yes. Okay, Shawnee, what did you give our fair heroine? If you um, give her more than three stars, we can't be friends anymore. I want you to know that in advance. <laughs> I gave her two stars. Okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right, because we, we would have we would have fought on this I one. I would have fought if, on the podcast with you. I was like, name me one four-star thing that she did on this book. <laughs> I was like, if, I was like, if Bridget rates this book four stars, I don't know what I'm gonna say. <laughs> Honestly. Because there's sometimes like I don't know. Of like, course. You know, I'm like, what is well, so, I mean, there are some books that we've definitely rated significantly differently yeah i would say usually in the suspense because <laughs> i'm like five stars and you're like zero <laughs> these people had sex on a heist and i'm like exactly <laughs> perfect time <laughs> uh, uh, i gave her a two okay that was generous that was generous i, I gave her a one my first i think this might be my one first one star or maybe maybe i gave a one star before but this might be one of my first one stars first because you were generous like at heart you're much more generous than i am and i honestly i was like two just because i didn't want to give her a one yeah i was like she wasn't like like totally unredeeming Mm -hmm. but honestly i had there was no connection with Mm -hmm. her i was like i you normally i'm like i am you and this book i was like i ain't you this Mm -hmm. you you were on Mm -hmm. some other planet Mm -hmm. and it's not with the ice barbarians Mm -hmm. so that's how I felt. I, in fact, I'm going to go with you. We're going to be one sister today. Because I, I, really I gave feel- her one because she was so selfish. He yeah. even says to her, how could you be so selfish to deny me forever a child and a wife and deny yourself a child and a wife forever? And she's like, Oof. I'm not selfish. And I'm like, yes, you are. And also he like opens up to her and then she doesn't want to open up to him about her past. But she like forces him to tell her about the old wife yeah, or the old mate. Um, cause he oh, almost, he almost died. His yeah. cooey died to keep him alive. And the only, and he only survived cause the rest of the tribe, uh, hunted another thing and got him a new cooey. So yeah. it's not, po- it's not like impossible to get a new cooey, but like the only reason his cooey died is cause his cooey burned itself out, saving his life when he had this like deadly illness. I mean, you bring up a good point. Cause I forget that she did force him to like tell his information. Yeah. And then she was like, nah, I'm not going to share. Yeah. And then he, and he even says to her, he's like, you made me tell. How come you're not going to tell? And he's like, I guess. <laughs> You're terrible. Jane, what did you give her? Uh, I give this whole thing and I'm frightened. I didn't give exact things because <laughs> I was trying DNF. to finish the book too Jane's fast. traumatized, you guys. Although I, DNF from Jane. DNF for Jane. Actually, I would not have finished this book for sure. Yo, so totally, this is, this is a tangent, but I was um, in my uh, pantry. <laughs> you can hear the neighbor very clearly. So clearly. Having sex? No, anything. Oh, I was like, what are we talking about, Johnny? <laughs> what story are you telling? <laughs> Any, anything. This is this is like I don't know why this is related, but it it 
some something reminded me of this. But like yesterday, I was in my pantry and I could hear somebody on the phone talking like they were standing next to me in my pantry. Okay. Right? So then I came up with this like idea that somebody's living in our house secretly and we just don't know where they are. Um, but I got the chills on my entire body because that's so scary. <laughs> that doesn't feel got, like a good. Therapy. I was climbing up like the shelves trying to figure out where like exactly the hole is that I'm hearing. But she was having this conversation about getting together, and it was the most stereotypical conversation that I didn't think people had in real life, mm-hmm. right? Where the girl was like, "Yeah, babe." Oh, oh my God, babe. Like, yeah, yes, definitely. Like, what, <laughs> or whatever. And then, and she ended the conversation. Uh, there was something that, that brought this to my mind. I don't remember why. But anyway, I just think it's a fun thing. She ended the conversation with like, oh my God, babe. Well, it was like super good talking to you. I wish I could talk to you more, but I have so many phone calls to make. And of course I'm standing there right next to the wall, just like (laughs) wanting to hear all these phone calls because I am totally a voyeur. And she hangs up and then she just goes, (laughs) makes no further phone calls. (laughs) She's like on her own episode of the Kardashians. (laughs) But it was like, I was like, people really talk like that. Yeah. But I I never, I don't know anybody who actually talks like that. So mm-hmm. it was very strange. It was a very strange conversation. So also, what you're saying is she's an ice partner barbarian to you. Yes. <laughs> Circling it back to our Circling episode. it back. Okay. I, there was a reason why that, that tied in, but I can't remember. <laughs> you're welcome. I helped. Also, I love eavesdropping. Yeah. yeah. It's so nice. Okay. What was your hero rating? Uh, I gave him four stars. Okay. Um, because I think in contrast to her, he yeah. was such a great guy. Such a great guy. <laughs> that like he might not even be four stars, but she was just so not good that I liked it. I liked that he followed her and <laughs> kept a distance because she, you know mm-hmm. she wasn't about it, so he wasn't about to like force his presence on her. Mm-hmm. Um, he was even willing to entertain the cutting out his cooties. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like. So I just thought, you know, he was trying to do the best he had with the tools he had, right? Mm-hmm. This is what we do on our planet. This is how mm-hmm. it goes, whatever. When she wasn't about it, he's like, okay, I'll make adjustments. So I gave him a four. I almost gave him a four. I gave him a three. Mostly because I didn't like the book as a whole, but also I didn't like that, again, like she's been on the planet for a year and a half, so have all the other humans. And so he's seen all the other dudes with their their human women. And I feel like he when she tells him the first time that well you hate me and that's why I don't want to mate you I feel like he should have been like uh like he even is like why does she think I hate her and then like every time she tells one of the human women that she resonated with him they're all like oh I'm so sorry and he's like I feel like he should have like sought out some some counsel from some of the other dudes and been like, why do they all think I'm so terrible? Yeah. And they could have been like, uh, maybe because you don't smile at them. And he could have <laughs> been like, oh, smiling? Okay, cool. I'll add that to my repertoire. I just feel like he could have, uh, like sh- she told him, like, uh, I think you hate me. And he's like, in his mind, well, I don't hate you. But he, I'm like, say it out loud, brah. So that's why he got three and so far. But I do agree Yo. with you. He was significantly better than her. You bring up a great point that I was just talking about. So I am going to take us on one more tangent. <laughs> guys, met, like, guy, your partners uh-huh. need other dudes to bounce ideas off of, mm-hmm. right? And I saw this meme one time that said, you don't have friends. Your wife's friends just have husbands. Mm-hmm. And I thought there's no truer statement mm-hmm. ever. I, I look at every ex I ever had and I was like, who the hell were their friends? Like, mm-hmm. their friends were all my friends' partners. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
I realized with my partners now, there's some things that they don't know is normal or that every guy goes through or like mm-hmm. that sort of thing because they don't counsel with other dudes. Mm-hmm. They don't just like, hey, can I talk to you about relationships or this is happening sure. in my house? Um, so I think that that's a, a great point. And it's something I've been thinking about, just like even making other couple friends so that my partners have someone else to talk sure, to for sure. about random shit. You know Leo what talks mean? to his uh, gaming buddies when they're gaming. Nice. They like talk about their wives and talk about like what's going on in their lives. And like, oh, I'm looking for a house, blah, blah, blah. Oh, did you have a favorite review? I did. And my review was... God damn, I didn't write who wrote this, but whatever. Somebody <laughs> on Goodreads wrote this. That I struggled a lot with this book. I, w- I went into it expecting to love it, but quickly realized it wasn't for me. Josie kept pissing me off because of her behavior towards Hayden. The story was too slow paced and I just wasn't that into it. I ended up skim reading the last 50% or so. And the only reason I even finished it was because I knew this book would be the bridge between the old main female characters and the new ones. Mm. And I was like, exactly. Mm-hmm. I I would have DNF this book mm-hmm. so fast, so mm-hmm. very early on mm-hmm. if we weren't doing it for the podcast. Like, Agreed. The second, the next book, I will say, does follow one of the female characters, and she is deaf, and they took out her cochlear implant when she was, like, on the alien ship. Uh-huh. So, whereas she could hear, so she was deaf as a child, could hear for 10 years, and then now she's deaf again. And I think it was a very interesting thing about her, like, being, like, re-dependent on her sister, who's the only one who could speak sign language, and the sort of alien that she ends up going off with, like he is like, I want to learn to communicate with her so she can speak. Um, and she, he like teach, she's teaching him to sign currently in the part of the book that I'm in, but also she doesn't know, he can't explain what a cooey is and resonance is. And so <laughs> he's like trying to explain like, it's our song. And she's like, I don't get it. Um, but she also is like, I don't know if I'm a bad person, but like, I'm feeling him. So she's like, hey, do you want to kiss? And she like kisses him. And like, and I like it because it's like, it's like kind of more innocent, but in a better way where she's like, basically like making, making apple pie out of smushed apples. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's not like, me, me, me. She's like, okay, well, this sucks. Like, I can't hear You're anymore. Here. This is really frustrating. But also like, he's really nice to me and I actually like him and he's beautiful and blue. <laughs> and I want to lick him. <laughs> I don't think that makes me a bad person. <laughs> and no. I don't either, Lana. No, it doesn't. I don't either. <laughs> okay, my favorite rating was from Chelsea uh, Chelsea Dolling Reads on Goodreads, and she rated it two stars. And she said, this was probably my least favorite of the series, if I'm being honest. It wasn't necessarily any worse than any of the other books, but I read um, these exclusively for Dismuts, and this one didn't have nearly enough of that for my liking. Laughing my ass off, two stars. <laughs> and I don't disagree with her. Like, it was not... The best, obviously, as you guys have heard me say numerous times over the course of this review, uh, and also did not have enough yeah. uh, smutty goodness. Not enough. It was like climbing a mountain trying to get through this yeah. book. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I would definitely say it's one star, and I would not read it again, no. nor would I have read it. And I also would have DNF'd this book probably like 20% in. I would have been like, okay, that's nope. enough. <laughs> and here's the thing. Here's the other reason I would have DNF'd it is because... Like you said, these are potato chips. So, like, knowing I already like the other ones of her series, I would have been like, oh, fuck it, and just gone to the next book. Yeah. Because it's like, like while I do think you should read book one before you read four or three or two, um, I think once you read book one and you kind of get the general gist of, like, oh, they're on an ice, and, like, that one sets up the ice planet and the tribes and kind of gives you a look into the society and blah, blah, blah. Once you have that base, I think you could skip to any of the other books. I don't, yeah. I don't think you have to read 
them sequentially necessarily. Aside from that, you'll get like a slight spoiler about like who ends up with who, but like, meh. But I think book one and then, you know, feel free to frolic. Yeah. But I would have DNF this and been like, ah, there's other better alien books. I don't need this one. Absolutely. <laughs> We're 20% in and no one's kissed. No, nope. no, thank you. no, thank you. My answer is no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for the kissing. Um, <laughs> it, you know, it is 20% of a five hour book. That's a lot of that's time. A lot. That's, that's a lot, lot of time. That's yeah. a lot. That's a lot. Well, everyone, it was not the auspicious start that I was hoping for for season seven, Aliens and Cyborg Romance. However, we do have some amazing authors and books coming up. We have Gladiator by Anna Hackett. We have Cyborg's Price by Mina Carter. BT Dubs, did you guys read that book yet? No. Did you read that yet? Okay, we should let's switch to a different one because <laughs> you read it. <laughs> I read it and it's it's good, but it's not my favorite of. Like, I almost feel like we should go to her because it's very, my worry is that it's very like actiony versus romantic y. Okay. And I feel like maybe we should go to her, the Lothar books because those are much more romance. Okay, that's fine with me. Let's do it. Let's talk about it later. I'll just say we're doing a Mina Carter. Okay. So up next, we have Gladiator by Anna Hackett. Oh, we are reading a book by Mina Carter in the Lafar series, To Be Determined, and interviewing Mina, which is very exciting. We are also reading Strange Love by Anne Aguirre, A-G-U-I-R-R-E. Aguilar. What is it? Aguilar. No, no, no. There's no L's. There's no L. A-G-U-I-R-R-E. Aguirre? Aguirre. Anne Aguirre. A-G-U-I-R-R-E, Strange Love, our most requested book on Instagram. You guys really liked this one, so we're very excited to dip in. We are also going to read a Grace Goodwin, because of course we are, and we are going to interview her as well. And we are thinking that we're going to be doing the first Starfighter, which is the new first book in her upcoming series. And we also probably will be talking about her interstellar brides because you guys know we like those. Oh, yeah. So that one might be a little bit of a mashup of like all of our favorite Grace Goodwin scenes. <laughs> Who knows? We'll see how it goes. <laughs> and uh, that's going to round out a delightful season. I'm pretty excited. I'm very, very excited. You know what? I feel like it's only up from here. Bridge. It's only up from here. <laughs> or to one star can only, <laughs> can only go, go up, up from here. <laughs> Jane, by the end of the series, I promise you're going to find an alien romance that you like. Okay, I bet you $5. It doesn't sound. (laughs) Jane's betting me $5. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, challenge accepted. I am going to find you a sexy one. (laughs) So at least it'll be fun and smutty. In my mind, I'm like, is there one that's not, like, terrifying? (laughs) (laughs) Well, we haven't read. I haven't read three. No, I haven't I, read four. I, I, I haven't read I, the next four. So, oh, yeah. I've read two of the authors before, but not this necessarily the yeah, book we're going to be doing. Yeah, I haven't read any of these ones. Yeah, so I don't know. So maybe. You said you like gladiators, though, Jane, so maybe you like we'll that one. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> you heard her glowing recommendation, folks. Well, <laughs> tune in next week, and we'll see how it goes. Until then. May your books be your lover. And your hands your best friend. Yee-yee-yowses. We out. Thanks for hanging in with us, romance readers. Head over to Instagram to continue chatting with us. We're super friendly. We want to cackle with you. We want to know what your favorite sex scene was. And we need more book recommendations. If you want to read along with us, go to our website, romanceataglance.com, to see what we're reading next. And we'll see you next podcast.